Welcome to the Caleb Schaefer Podcast. We're so glad to have you join us today. Pastor Caleb is a graduate of the World Harvest Bible College, as well as Ohio Christian University. And his desire is to share the love of God with a lost and dying world. Prepare to be challenged and encouraged today through the study of God's Word. Now let's listen in to today's episode with our host, Caleb Schaefer. Hello, thank you for tuning in to today's episode of the podcast. I am so looking forward to today because I'm bringing to you a message that I preached about being the salt of the earth. Did you know that as a Christian, you are meant to affect change here in the earth? You're meant to do something that causes a difference, that causes a change in the people around you. And Jesus said that we are the salt of the earth. So today, I'm bringing you a message that I preached just a few weeks ago at the Tri-State Ministry Center on being the salt of the earth. Thank you for tuning in today. I pray that this blesses you. Hallelujah. Somebody give God a hand clap of praise tonight. I don't know about you, but he's been keeping me. He's been sustaining me. He's been carrying me through all of this. And I tell you what, there is there is something coming. There is something coming for the child of God that we have we have not even imagined. I believe there's something coming for the people of God that we couldn't even fathom because the attack has been so heavy on the people of God. The attack's been so heavy, and we have, we've just had about everything coming against us, and uh, the government's come against us. Hello? The, the world's coming against us. Churches are, are coming against each other. People are fighting in, in the body of Christ, and I believe that the enemy's trying to divide because God wants to bring us together. Amen? But I wanted to bring to you tonight a word, and I want to go to Matthew chapter 5. If you have your Bibles, I thank Pastor Stevie for the opportunity tonight. Can we thank God for him, the angel of this house? Yes. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. We're going to go to Matthew chapter 5 and look at verse 13. The Bible says this. You are the salt of the earth, but if salt loses its saltiness, how shall it be made salty? It is from then on good for nothing but to be thrown out and be trampled underfoot by men. Father God, I thank you tonight for your word. I thank you tonight, God, that your word is yes and amen. And God, that we have an opportunity in these last days to walk out more of your word than ever before, that we have an opportunity to see more prophecy fulfilled than ever before. I thank you tonight, God, that you've chosen us. You've chosen this generation of people to be here on the earth during this time. And God, that we have purpose here. We have a a purpose to fulfill for your kingdom here on the earth in these last days. So God, I pray that we would not be fearful. I pray that we would be strong, that we would be bold and courageous as we walk out these last days of of time here on the earth and God that you would get glory from everything that we say and that we do in this short time that we have left. God, I believe you're you're sending Jesus for us sooner than we could ever imagine. So Lord, help us to be effective. 
Help us to not squander our time. Help us, God, to not waste our time. But God, help us to go forward in power and in might to do what it is that you've called us to do in these last days. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I want to ask you a question tonight. Are you salty? Are you salty? You know, the, the, the common phraseology, there is a, a phrase now that if someone's agitated or if someone's aggravated or upset online, they say they're salty. And, and if you are salty, you're, you're upset about something. But we want to ask you tonight, are you salty? Are you being the salt of the earth that Jesus said you should be? Are you being the, the people that Jesus called you to be in these last days? Do you have that salt? And then we go down through, and if you look at the other verses in Matthew chapter 5, if you go down through uh, verse 16, it tells you that you need to be uh, a light, and you need to be a light to shine in the earth. And, and you go down through, and this salt and light pairing we see in this portion of Scripture is very important because in the ancient times, whenever they would have a wick for a candle or a light, they would oftentimes dip that in salt to help it burn a little brighter. So when you pair the salt and the light, uh, you burn brighter. And how many of us know that we need to burn brighter than ever for Jesus in these last days? Uh, we need to be shining so bright in these last days. The world just keeps getting darker and darker and darker. And if you turn on the television, it's just darker and darker. And everywhere you go, there's just darkness. Have you felt just a darkness and a heaviness lately? Just a, a cloudiness in the atmosphere. Everywhere you go, it doesn't quite matter where you go. We we were out of town last week. We were down at the beach and I just felt such a heaviness everywhere we went. There's just a darkness in the earth and it's our job as Christians to shine as bright as possible in these last days. So we're supposed to be the salt of the earth. What does it mean to be the salt of the earth? I've heard it preached about a hundred ways what it means to be the salt of the earth. I've heard of different ways that salt preserves. You've heard of the ways that salt preserves. Salt preserves uh, like, like if you're drying out some jerky. You get some good salty jerky mix. And you put that meat in that salty jerky mix. And then you dry it out. Uh, and that jerky is real good and salty. You need something cold to drink with it whenever you, you, you eat your jerky. Because it's just so salty. They preserve fish with with salt all these salty lunch meats are preserved with salt a lot of things are preserved with salt and a lot of preachers will preach to you that we're supposed to preserve but i want to come to you tonight with a little bit of a different angle because salt also provokes salt provokes and in these last days our job as the salt of the earth is to provoke you're to provoke something in the earth. You're to provoke change. You're to affect change here in the earth. Uh, you are supposed to provoke uh, a difference. Uh, anytime you show up anywhere, you're supposed to provoke a difference. The atmosphere should change because you have arrived and you are a carrier of the glory and the anointing of God. What does it mean to be the salt of the earth? Salt provokes. Salt makes people thirsty. Salt makes people thirsty. Are you making people thirsty tonight for the gospel? Are you making people thirsty tonight for the kingdom? 
Are you making people thirsty tonight for the things of God? I don't know about you, but if I eat a a piece of ham on Christmas Day and that thing is salty, I've got to drink water almost all day to, to, to balance out that ham because it's so salty. And if you are salty, you will make people thirsty for God. If you are the salt of the earth, you will make people look for God because you're pointing to Him. You are, you are depositing something in their life that makes them say, what is it that you have that I don't have? What is it? How do you have this peace in the midst of a pandemic? How do you have this hope in the midst of political turmoil? How do you, how do you have this peace when all this stuff's going on all over the world and people don't know which way to turn? People are losing their minds. People are giving up on life. How do you have peace when, when everything's going wrong? You are the salt of the earth. You, you want to make people thirsty for God. You want to make people thirsty for what he has. If you've ever been out on a boat on the ocean, if you've ever been out on the sea, and they tell you if you ever get lost out at sea, if your boat ever drifts away and you're ever out on the ocean, don't drink the salt water. Why? It's water, but it has salt in it. And salt will dehydrate you. Salt causes a process called osmosis that draws the moisture out of anything that it gets near. Salt will draw the moisture out of your cells if you drink the salt water and you'll dehydrate. And what people don't realize is that they think that they're drinking water, but the salt is pulling the moisture out of their cells. So they get hydrated even though they're drinking. And what we need to do as Christians is we need to be that salt that draws people and and makes them say, I'm thirsty for God. Why should people be thirsty for God? Well, I'll refer you to John chapter 4. In John chapter 4, starting at verse 7, we find Jesus passing through Samaria. And the Bible says a woman of Samaria came there to draw water. And Jesus said to her, give me a drink for his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. Then the woman of Samaria said to him, how is it that you being a Jew ask a drink from me, a woman of Samaria? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. And Jesus answered her, if you knew the gift of God and who it is, is who, who it is, who is saying to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. And she said to him, sir, you have nothing to draw with and the well is deep. Where then do you get that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob who gave us this well and drank from it himself along with his sons and his livestock. And Jesus said to her, everyone who drinks of this water will thirst again. But whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. Indeed, the water that I shall give him will become a well of water springing up into eternal life. The woman said to him, sir, give me this water so that I will not thirst nor come here to draw. You see, what you need to be given people is a thirst number one, so that then you can give them the living water. You need to be giving them a thirst, and then you can say, here's the answer. If I'm making you thirsty for something in life, if I'm making you thirsty for some peace, if I'm making you thirsty for some joy, if I'm making you thirsty for some hope, then here's the answer. His name is Jesus. He is the living water. And I know I'm salt, and I'm making you thirsty. So here's your answer. Come get a drink at the well of living water. 
water and you'll never thirst again. People out in the world are so thirsty for anything that would give them some sort of a hope, that would give them some sort of an escape from what they're facing. People are out there shooting up. People are out there drinking it up. They're sleeping with anybody they can sleep with. Just looking for some sort of joy. Just looking for some sort of happiness. And it's all counterfeit. Jesus said, if you come drink of the water from this well, you'll thirst again. But if you come to my well, if you'll come to me and drink, you'll never thirst again. And so we got to be pointing people to the well that is Jesus Christ. Are you salty tonight? Making people thirsty for Jesus Christ. Is what you're doing and how you're living your life making people thirsty for Jesus Christ? Or are you going along with the crowd? Are you going along with the world? Are you living like the world and and going to work and going wherever you go through the day and never bringing up Jesus to anyone? Are you going about life and never being a witness to anyone? Are you going about life and never pointing anyone in the direction of the cross? It's time that we we get salty, church. It's time that we get salty and start to make people thirsty for the well that never runs dry. Salt provokes. Salt also, if you put it into an open wound, you put it into a cut, it will sting and it will burn. And we're seeing a lot of that in the United States of America today. The true salt of the earth are standing up for what's right. And the people who hate God and who hate Jesus and who hate everything that he has to do with uh, are getting so burned and so stung and they're coming after the church and they're coming after the people of God. Can I tell you something? It's a good thing that they're speaking out against you. If they're not speaking out against you and they're not saying all manner of evil against you, guess what? You're not salty enough. If you're not making some people mad with some things that you say and you do for the Lord, You're not being salty enough. People all over the world are saying things and hating on the church and hating on the Lord. There are scoffers all over the place. And I've heard it in the last week. Oh, you're just a bunch of religious fanatics. You're just a bunch of nuts. You're saying Jesus is coming back. I've heard ministers of the gospel say Jesus isn't coming back. I've heard ministers of the gospel start talking about the rapture like it's some far-fetched concept. But I can tell you something that I know is that Jesus is about to return because his word promises it. And when we start talking about that, and when we start talking about the blood, and when we start talking about sin, and when we start talking about about hell, it gets some people wound up. It starts to sting in their wounds, and it starts to burn their wounds. But let me tell you, don't stop being salty for their sakes. Get even more salty in the kingdom. Be even more like Christ. Start preaching all the more. Because when they start to come against you, that's how you know it's working. When they start to speak out against you, that's how you know it's real. That's how you know it's working. When you put salt in a wound, it burns at first. But eventually it speeds up the healing process. It speeds up the healing process. 
Salt makes some people mad. When you live the truth and when you tell the truth, you're going to make people mad. I can't tell you the amount of times on social media over the last few weeks I've seen people just fighting mad because somebody preached the truth. Because somebody came out against abortion and the candidates that support it. Because somebody came out against same-sex marriage and the candidates that support it. Because somebody came out against some abomination and the candidates that support it and Christians and people out in the world alike are coming against anybody who's telling the truth right now. Why? Because you're rubbing salt. You're rubbing salt and it stings. It stings because they're involved in it. It stings because they support it. It stings because it's the truth and they don't want to hear it. Men are becoming lovers of everything but the truth. They're making up their own truth in these last days. But we've got to be the salt and it doesn't matter if it stings. The truth is the truth, and we've got to stand up for it. After the burn of the salt comes the healing. You can't have the healing without the burn. You can't have the healing without the burn. I don't know about you, but there are times in my life where I've needed to hear the truth, and it hurt. There are times in my life where I've needed to hear the truth. I've needed somebody to tell me the truth. Listen, you're not doing what you should be doing. You need to shape up. You need to get your act together. You need to, you need to get yourself together. And a mark of maturity is being able to look yourself in the mirror and being able to tell yourself you're not acting right and you need to get yourself together. Look at you. Pull yourself together and get your act together. But people out in the world can't do that. They don't know that they're wrong. That's where the the truth comes in and the salt of the earth has to be rubbed in so that they will hear the truth. It might sting a little at first. They might not like it at first, but after they hear the truth, it's up to them what they do with it. They're responsible. If we don't tell the truth and if we don't speak the truth and live it, then we are at fault. The Bible tells us that if we see someone in wickedness and we let them go on and the blood is on our hands, But if we'll tell them about it and we'll tell them the truth, then it's on them. We got to become the salt. We got to become the salt. Yes, you're going to offend some people. I'm sorry if you're a people pleaser and and you just want everybody to be friends. Listen, this is not how to win friends and influence people. This is the the kingdom of God. And the kingdom of God suffereth violence. And the violent take it by force. Jesus said, blessed are you when you're hated. Blessed are you when you're hated for my name's sake. People are going to hate you. But it's because you're the salt. And you're causing a sting in their life. You're bringing conviction about in their life. You're telling them they can't go on as they are and expect to receive the kingdom of God. It makes people mad when you tell them that a loving God will not welcome everyone into his heaven. It makes people mad when you tell them sinners will not enter the kingdom of heaven. Aside from being covered with the blood of Jesus Christ. It makes people mad when you tell them that there are not 500 ways to get to God and to get to heaven. That there's only one way and his name's Jesus. It makes people mad. 
But if we aren't being the salt and aren't telling the truth, who will do it? If the church of the living Christ will not stand up for the truth and will not stand up for what's right, nobody else is going to do it. I got news for you, church. The world is as lost as they can be. And nobody out there is just going to figure it out on their own. We've got to be the ones to share Jesus with them. And yes, they might get mad. Yes, they might get offended at you. Yes, they might stop talking to you for a while. But at least you've presented them with the truth in love and you've showed them the right way. And then it's up to them what they do with it. We got to begin to get vocal. We've got to begin to get vocal. For far too long, the church was told to stay out of politics. For far too long, the church was told to stay out of anything that had to do with the political arena, that we weren't allowed to speak out against certain candidates, that we weren't allowed to speak out on certain issues, and they're going to even try to impose more of that in the coming weeks and months. Just mark it down. But let me tell you something. The salt of the earth, if we lose our saltiness now, in these last days, in the last hours of the last days, we will have nothing to stand on. When we go before God and we're accountable for what we've done and said, I don't want to be embarrassed because I was too afraid to stand up for truth. There are people who say that the church and the state should be separated. And the reason that that was set up was to prevent the state from imposing on the church. What they really mean is that they want the church, they want the state and God to be separated. And that was never meant to be the case. God and state were meant to be together in the United States of America. God was supposed to be at the top. God was supposed to be at the head. And we were all supposed to fall in line under that. And then the church was supposed to be exempt from anything that the government would try to impose to shut it down or to try to prevent it from preaching the truth. And what the government of the United States has tried to do, and specifically the state-level governments and the local governments, is that they have tried to impose certain restrictions on the church to prevent us from telling the truth. Why? Because the salt burns. The salt stings. But can I tell you, if we lose our saltiness now, and if we stop telling people what they need to hear, we'll be no good other than to be trampled underfoot when the time comes for us to stand before God. And I don't want to be embarrassed by what I didn't say. And what I was afraid to stand up for. I don't want to be embarrassed. And I hope you don't either. Salt provokes. A burn will provoke a response. A sting will provoke a response. If you've ever burnt your hand on a hot stove, or if you've ever cut your hand and gotten salt in it, there's a response. Normally that response is pretty quick. Pull your hand away. You shake it. You might even yell something. Hopefully it's something sanctified. But a burn from salt will provoke a response. And that's what we're seeing a lot of in the world right now. The salt is being rubbed in to the wounds all over the earth.
There are wounds all over the earth. There's been bloodshed all over the earth in the form of abortion. There's been bloodshed all over the earth in the form of human trafficking. And the salt is causing burns in those areas. And the world is reacting because it's being exposed. But we've got to continue to preach the truth. And we've got to continue to live it out in front of people. We're the salt of the earth and we're the light. In ancient times, there was a practice that whenever someone would win a war, whenever someone would win a battle, they would conquer a land. They would take salt and they would scatter it on the ground wherever it was that they won the war in order to claim that land as their own. They would take salt and they would sow it into the, into the fields or into the ground in order to claim it as their own. Much in the same way that if we were to go to the top of a, a mountain that no one had ever been to and we would take a flag and place it on the top of the mountain in order to say, hey, we were the first ones here. It's our mountain. In the same way we, we went to the moon and, and we placed a flag on the moon. Whoever was the first to the moon to place a flag on the moon could say that they were the first ones there, that they were the conquerors of the moon. And in, in ancient times, that's what would happen Whenever someone would win a battle or when someone would win a war, they would take salt and they would scatter it on the fields or on the land where they, where they would win the battle. The Bible tells us in Judges 9.45 that Abimelech did this in 1050 B.C. when the people of Shechem tried to organize a coup and overthrow him. When he quelled that, he took salt and he scattered it in his own capital city. And so people would take that salt and they would say, basically, I conquered this. I, I own this. I won this in battle. And what's amazing to me is that when Jesus calls us the salt of the earth, I, I, I kind of always wondered about that phrase. I was like, God, why would... Why would we be called the salt of the earth? What does that mean? We could have just been called salt. We could have just been called salt. But he called us the salt of the earth. And a lot of the time, what the enemy likes to do in our lives is the enemy likes to come up and he likes to pretend that he's won the battle. The enemy likes to come up in our lives and he likes to pretend that he's won the war. He likes to show up and he'll try to convince you that whatever it is that you're facing is too great for you to overcome. He likes to show up and he likes to try to convince you that you've failed too badly or that, that whatever diagnosis you've received is, is too big for God to handle or whatever trouble you're facing is much too great and God's hand is too short. And the devil likes to try to convince you of all sorts of things. But what we need to remember is that the devil is a straight up liar and the devil can't do anything with you. And when Jesus said that we were the salt of the earth, what I love about that, when you understand about this ancient practice of salt sowing is in John chapter 16 and verse 31 through 33. The Bible says here that God 
uh, sent Jesus. Jesus answered them, do you now believe? Listen, the hour is coming. Yes, it has now come that you will be scattered each to his own home and will leave me alone. Yet I am not alone for the father is with me. I have told you these things so that in me, you may have peace in the world. You will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. So when Jesus says that we are the salt of the earth and he has scattered us, guess what that means? Guess what that means? Church, he has scattered you all all over the earth and all you've got to do when the enemy tries to come and look at you is is and tries to convince you that you're going to lose the battle that you're a nobody and that you're nothing is you've got to remember that Jesus has already scattered salt on the earth and the, the salt has already been scattered in your situation Jesus has already conquered he has already overcome he has already claimed the entire earth earth when his blood was shed he said this land is mine and the people in it are mine you can't do anything to them devil you might come and you might try to make threats you might come and you might try to fight them you might bring all manner of evil against them but you have no power because they are the salt of the earth and what that means is that what you need to do when you are weary and when you are tired and when you're feeling worn out, is just look around. Take a look around this parking lot. There's salt scattered all over this parking lot. Everywhere you go, if you can find a Christian brother or sister, that's a sign to you that Jesus has already conquered and won. He's scattered salt all over this area. He's scattered salt all over the world. He's dumped salt out in Africa and in Antarctica and in Australia and in Europe and in Asia and in North America and South America. He has already scattered salt everywhere. You are the salt of the earth and the proof that we win is that you're still here. The proof that we win is that we have brothers and sisters all over the world. The salt has been scattered. If you're weary tonight, the salt's been scattered. If you're frustrated tonight, the salt's already been scattered. He's already dumped salt out all over the world. And he's claimed it as his own. You are his child tonight. He's claimed you tonight. With the precious blood that he shed on Calvary. He's already claimed us here in this parking lot and those of you watching online who have put your faith in Jesus Christ. And so what the enemy does is that he tries to come against you and the salt provokes him. You provoke the enemy just because you exist. You provoke the enemy just because you wake up in the morning. You provoked the enemy when you came here tonight to church or when you tuned in online. You provoked the enemy and the enemy is firing mad. He's frustrated because the salt is going all over the earth. But what we've got to be careful of, saints, in these last days is that we don't lose our saltiness. People are losing their saltiness. 
seen major ministries lose their saltiness over the last two weeks. Christians that I thought were some of the most stable people, were some of the most grounded people, have lost their saltiness. People who I thought for sure were locked in to the kingdom of God and who would never turn away. They've lost their saltiness. And we've got to be careful lest we go the same way. There's a danger that is out there in the world and it's trying to pull at the saints of God and make you think that maybe this is all a farce. If you start watching the liberal news and the liberal media outlets long enough, they'll try to make you think that we're nuts and they're the ones that have it all together. They're the, they'll try to make you think that we're crazy and they have it all figured out. That's one of the reasons that there's a big tension right now in the education system as to whether to go back to school in the public school system or whether to go remotely. Because if everyone's studying remotely, then the parents will have more control over what the teachers try to indoctrinate them with. And if you're sending your kids to public school completely unsupervised and not checking in with them, seeing what they're learning, seeing what's being taught in the public schools, I strongly urge you to change your mind on that and begin to do a little research. I'm not saying pull every kid out of public school or anything like that. I'm just saying be involved. Be very involved. And they're worried that parents will begin to censor the information that's coming through the lines to the kids if they're all at home and learning. So that's one of the reasons that they're trying to send the kids back to school in person in a lot of places. They're trying to indoctrinate the kids with things like alternative lifestyles. They're trying to indoctrinate the kids with evolution. They're trying to indoctrinate the kids and tell them God is not real. They're trying to indoctrinate the kids. But we as salt in the earth have to be careful that we don't lose a whole generation coming up due to our negligence. Due to our not paying attention to what's going on in the education system. Yes, yeah, school used to be a safe place to send your kids because the teachers, most of them were God-fearing people and, and, and they would teach the kids probably what you would have taught them at home. But this national educational system has tried to indoctrinate kids for years. And we've got to be careful as the salt of the earth what we're allowing the next generation of salt to be exposed to.
Because if we lose our saltiness, we're worth nothing other than to be trampled underfoot. We've got to be careful what we let into our homes as the salt of the earth. What are you letting into your home as the salt of the earth? Are you only allowing in things that God would approve of? Or are you allowing things in that are going to cause you problems later on? Because, can I tell you something? There's a reason when you turn on the TV, it's called programming. Because they're programming you. They're programming your mind. They're programming your children and family. As the salt of the earth, we've got to be aware of what we're bringing into our homes in the form of entertainment. And you might just think it's a a simple program. You might just think it's a simple TV show. No, there's an agenda behind it. There's an agenda behind it. There's an eight-minute news cycle that they just keep repeating and repeating and repeating. And can I tell you something? All the major news networks are owned by the same people. So don't think that just because you watch a conservative news network or a liberal news network that you're, you're getting different information. No. If you flip the channel, they're all using the same catchphrases and the same words. The people are all married in the higher up levels of the news media. They're all in cahoots. Why am I telling you this? Because we run the risk of losing our saltiness based on what we let in to our eye gates and our ear gates. You have got to guard your salt in these last days. You've got to be more diligent than you ever have been in these last days. I cannot tell you the amount of people that I have seen begin to fall away. There is a great falling away that is happening. Nearly 50% of people have stopped going to church entirely during this coronavirus pandemic. Nearly 50% of people that were going to church. Can I tell you something? The cold are getting colder. But I believe that that means that the hot are also going to get hotter. And what I want to be is... The, the most fiery person for God that I can possibly be. I want to be so salty for the kingdom. I want to be so filled with the Spirit in these last days that whatever God wants me to do and whatever God tells me to do, I've almost lost interest in about anything that's not ministry related or related to God in some way. I've almost lost interest in anything that doesn't pertain to the kingdom in these last days. I can't sit down and watch what I used to watch or read what I used to read. I can't sit down and pay attention, give my time and attention to things uh, that are drawing me away from God. And in these last days, uh, I cannot stress to you how crucial it is uh, to be locked in, to be in your prayer closet, to, to be reading your Bible like never before, to be taking in the things of the Lord like never before, to be hiding scripture in your heart like never before. If you have no scripture hidden in your heart. What are you going to do when they come for your Bible? What are you going to
to do when they show up at your door and say, we need to search your house for Bibles. Uh, What are you going to do? Oh, it's coming down the line, folks. Uh, It is coming down the line. The Bible is about to be be declared a book filled with hate, uh, and it's about to be banned. It's about to be banned. If you're not thinking down those lines, you need to rethink some things. Uh, If you think that everybody's going to be friendly to Christians the whole time that we're going through this this pandemic and everything that we're dealing with, uh, no, your salt is about to get some people some burns, uh, and they're about to get offended at God and the Bible and everything that has to do with Him. And if you've not seen it yet, uh, I can tell you it's coming down the pike. It's coming down the pike. You've got to hide the word in your heart. But you can't hide hide the word in your heart if you're paying attention to everything else and you're wasting your time with everything else. We've got to get our priorities in line as the salt of the earth. If we only have five or ten years left, that's not enough time to reach the people that we need to reach. It's not enough time to do the work of the Lord that we need to get done. And we've got to get our priorities straight as the salt of the earth. Am I telling you you can't ever enjoy anything? No. I believe God wants us to enjoy what we do. But I also believe that for a lot of people, we have been wasting time that we should have been using for the kingdom. I believe that a lot of people could tell you the plots to a lot more Netflix shows during this pandemic then they could tell you the books of the Bible and how many they've read. The devil wants to make you lose your saltiness. And he doesn't even have to do it by causing you to sin. He can do it by causing you to be distracted. He can do it by causing you to see things in the world and, and, and want those things over spending time with the Lord. Yes, it's difficult. Yes, it's difficult to push through sometimes. And it's difficult to sit down and read when you much rather be doing something else. It's difficult to pray when you much rather be doing something else. It's difficult to fast whenever you want to eat a, a, a meal. But we're the salt of the earth. We're a called out people. We're not supposed to be like everything else and everyone else. You have a purpose and a calling that is higher. So we've got to get and keep our saltiness. Don't lose your saltiness tonight. I'd like to ask for everybody to bow your heads and close your eyes. I'm going to ask a question. And I believe that probably here tonight, In this parking lot, most of us know the Lord, but maybe there's one. Maybe there's one watching online. Maybe there's one watching online down the road at some point in time that just needs to have that invitation, needs to know how to get to the Lord. They've been away from the Lord or they don't know Him. So I'm going to ask you this question. Do you know him tonight? Do you know him tonight? I don't mean did you pray a prayer 
20 or 30 years ago or did you go to Sunday school when you were a kid? I don't mean that. I don't mean do you watch TV preachers and listen to Caleb. I mean, do you know him? Do you have a personal relationship with him? Because there are a lot of people deceived right now into thinking that they have a relationship with God and they're putting their faith in all these superficial things, these rituals that they've done or these things that they've done a long time ago and they haven't been walking with the Lord. I've got to ask you, do you know him tonight? Do you know him? If you say that's me, I don't have a right relationship with God. I'm not in right standing with God or it's been a while and I've just been going through the motions. I want to ask you to come up here to the front of this concrete or if you're watching online, just comment in that comment section. That's me. That's me. I need to know him. That's me. I need to know him. Hallelujah. I'm going to pray a prayer. And I'm going to ask everybody, even those who are saved, to pray this prayer with me. Repeat it after me. And if you mean it with all your heart, I believe tonight you'll be on your way to heaven. You'll be back in right standing with God. The grace of God will be applied to your life. The blood of Jesus will be applied to your life. Let's pray. Father God, I come to you in the name of Jesus. Asking you to forgive me of every sin I believe Jesus is your son that he died on the cross and that he rose again so wash me in the blood that he shed on Calvary fill me with your Holy Spirit help me to live for you every day in Jesus name I pray amen now I want to pray a prayer for all of us that will stay salty. Are you salty tonight? Father God, in the name of Jesus, I pray that your people would never lose their savor. That your people would not be afraid to be bold, to stand for what's true and what's right. That your people, God, would stand in the face of controversy and stand in the face of adversity. God, and be who you've called us to be and live the truth and preach the truth to people, even though they may not want to hear it. My God, I pray tonight that a level of boldness like never before would come on your people. And God, that we would walk out your word in everyday life. God, that we would stand firm when the enemy tries to come against us and tries to distract us. God, that we would look at the plans of the and the tactics of the enemy and begin to recognize them immediately when they begin to try to draw us away, when they begin to try to make us lose our savor, when they make us try to lose our faith and our trust in you. God, I pray that you put people in our path, God, so that we can be the salt and the light to them and make them thirsty for you. God, that we can make them thirsty for you. And God, if there's anyone weary, if there's anyone frustrated, God, I pray that they would look around and be encouraged at the salt that's been scattered all over the earth. The salt that's been scattered in our local circles here, God. The salt that's been scattered in our churches. 
and see that Jesus Christ has already overcome and won and claimed us for him. So God, we rebuke the enemy tonight off of minds. We rebuke the enemy that would cause us to be timid. We rebuke the enemy that would cause us to be distracted or bring things that would cause us to lose our savor tonight and be trampled underfoot. And God, we loose the Holy Spirit who's our comforter and God, our teacher. We thank you tonight for moving in this parking lot and online. It's in Jesus' powerful, precious name that we pray. And everybody said, amen, amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise tonight. He's good, amen? Amen. Thank you so much if you've been watching online. God bless you. We'll be back on at 6.30 on Wednesday for a Bible study. Everybody else, we will be back here in the parking lot next Sunday at 9 a.m. Inside the gym at 11 a.m. if you prefer an indoor service. God bless you. Have a great week. We love you so much. And we'll see you very soon. Hallelujah. I pray that that message ministered to you. I thank you for tuning in today. If you said that sinner's prayer at the end for the very first time, or if you rededicated your life to the Lord, I would love to hear from you. Send me a message on my social media or get a hold of me on the podcast that you're listening to in the comments section. I would love to connect with you. And I pray for you that you'll be able to affect change right where you're at, that you'll be able to help the people around you as you are the salt of the earth and as you are what God called you to be, that people are going to see that you are a follower of Christ and they're going to turn their eyes and their faith towards him as well. Thank you so much for listening today. Until we get back together again, stay salty. I love you and I'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Caleb Schaefer Podcast. If you would like to connect with Caleb, you can do so on Facebook at Caleb Schaefer Ministry, on Instagram at Caleb underscore Schaefer, or by visiting www.calebschaefer.com. If you have been encouraged, please share this podcast with your friends and loved ones. Once again, we appreciate you listening to today's episode, and may God bless you as you continue to walk with Him.